good evening. Can I talk to Johnny Dynamite? This is Johnny Dynamite. What's up, John <laughs> Man, I'm trying to tell you they trying to stop it, but like, you ain't going to stop Johnny. Ain't want, you ain't going to stop Johnny. That's what you ain't no, going to do. You ain't going to stop Johnny. You ain't going to stop Johnny Dynamite. Welcome to Love Ultra Radio, DJ Johnny Dynamite FM. Um, please introduce yourself to the Love Ultra Radio audience. Great, man. Listen, so I'm DJ Johnny Dynamite. Um born and raised in Chicago. I have been here in Atlanta for umpteen years, a long enough time to see Atlanta go through the many changes. Mm-hmm. And man, I just love playing records. I love rocking parties. Nice. Face off fam to my death day. There you go. There you go. Salute to Johnny Dynamite. Where did we come up with the name Johnny Dynamite? Let's let this be one of those trivia questions. But where did you come up with Johnny Dynamite? So um, it's a funny story. I actually started, you know, we all started with a different DJ name. I used to be DJ Magnificent because I was a huge special ed fan and he had the song name. I'm the Magnificent. It happened to be the first 12 inch I bought and I learned how to cut that up. Wow. So, you know, I was crazy. So um, anyway, make a long story short, uh, you know, JJ Good Times, it's like one of my favorite shows. JJ used to say Dynamite all the time, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to incorporate my name, which is John, into that. So I said, why not Johnny Dynamite? And it just kind of stuck, man, you know, and and the rest is history, so to speak. (laughs) DJ Johnny Dynamite is on the phone right now. We're having a true conversation, not a conversation. DJ Johnny Dynamite, what inspired you to pursue DJing? What was the itch to get that first 12-inch? Well, to be quite honest with you, man, I never could dance. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I was just, I was the awkward kid that couldn't really dance. And, like, a lot of my friends back in the city was breakdancing and stuff. And I just couldn't get it. Like, I just, my my rhythm pattern with body movement just wasn't there. Mm. But I always had a great ear for music. So my uncle was a DJ. Um, My dad DJed a little bit. And my uncle had a massive record collection. And, you know, growing up in the hip hop era when sampling was huge back then, you know, I would play my like, I don't I'm about to show my age. They have cassette singles. I used to show you play cassette singles. And my uncle used to always come up to my room and be like, yo, you're not listening to nothing new. That public enemy fight the power. That ain't nothing new. Come here. (laughs) And he'd go put on the James Brown record. And I was just completely in awe of how those tracks were used to make what we were listening to and from that i began digging for my own records and you know i came up playing a lot of house music because that was the sound of chicago still is to this day and i mean from there on my mom i had one turntable and a tape player and like a little gemini mixer and i used to make tapes for my friends and from there on i mean it, it just it just it just was something i couldn't stop doing i like it i like it we have a lot of people who are Intrigued with the DJing as a profession, as a hobby, they just want to know right. how difficult do you think it is to actually become a DJ? It's like, nah, I understand. It's pretty easy. It's a couple of numbers and buttons and a little bit of vinyl once in a while. But how hard right. is it to be a DJ? Well, to be quite honest with you, um, I don't think it's hard to become a DJ. I think it's hard to actually get the ability to play out. Um, you know, if you go to any pawn shop or, you know, secondhand resale store, you're going to always find like some equipment that somebody 
overly ambitious and went out and bought all this equipment and then they realize what it truly is. Mm -hmm. Being a DJ is more than just being able to play hot music. Being a DJ is more than just, you know, putting up on social media, I'm a DJ and taking a picture in front of it. A lot of it is a lot of groundwork and grit work that I can honestly say that I was blessed to be around a lot of um, instrumental people and helping me to understand that. I remember carrying crates. Um, I remember, you know, paying my dues and, you know, back before Serato, you know, spending a hundred dollars on records and getting $50 for the party just so that I could play out. Um, it's larger than what a lot of people see it as. So when I got around people like you and Rasta Root, um, to name a few precise JC, I really learned the dynamic of what it really is. It's not, you know, yes, it can be a hobby without mm-hmm. question. It can be a hobby, Word. but to pursue it professionally it's a whole different animal because you have to know the business side of it you have to know the marketing side of it as well as the music side of it i like it i like it and even when people are going to listen to this truvisation that we're having i'm discussing djing 101 it may sound like yeah i mean that might some of these stuff that i don't like so what part of the djing do you enjoy the most what's the most rewarding part of actually being a dj the most rewarding part for me to be quite honest with you is not the money come on Um, come on come on son come on the the, the money you know without question the money is cool without question but i'll be honest with you um the part that I enjoy the most is when I get to go out and play a club, a lounge, a party, and at the end of the night, I get what I call the nod. You know, I get the nod from somebody that doesn't know me, from Adam, probably had a crappy week at work, mm. you know, or dealing with whatever issues, and I get the nod like, you know what, for the last three or four hours, you were able to basically changed my whole outlook on whatever I was going through. And I had a good time. Mm -hmm. That's what I do it for. That's what I live for. Um, The money is great without question. You know that. (laughs) Easy, 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 easy now. Come on. Um, For those who don't know, for those who don't know, we're talking to Johnny Dynamite. Now they have seen the name Johnny Dynamite. They've seen the logo. So give us some mm-hmm. backdrops because sometimes we don't get into shout out who we need to shout out. If you can remember, where did the JDDJ, where did that logo come from? That logo actually came from my um, from 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 my sister in law. She um, at the time I was in a in the market for looking for something that was attractive, but I didn't want something that was like crazy. I wanted something clean and basic, but that kind of you know. Uh, let people know what it's all about. So she came to me with like three prototypes and that was the one that stuck out the most. Um, you know, because if you look at that logo, it is different from anything you've ever seen, but it's like super basic. So, you know, it, it really shows like my determination uh, with it. I didn't really want a whole bunch of stars and, you know, graffiti writing and all this type of thing, you know, shout out to the people that do that. But, you know, I wanted mine to be clean and basic and, my biggest thing was I wanted to be something marketable. I didn't want anybody to say, oh, "Okay, that's a hip hop DJ." Oh, okay, that's a that that's a um, you know this type of DJ or that type of DJ. I wanted it to be you know what I am, and that's open format. 
I like it. I like it. Open format DJ, DJ Johnny Dynamite. Let's talk about making a name for yourself in the industry. And, and that should tie into, like you said, the amount of focus and time that you take to create a brand or to create the logo, the mystique. Um, what was it that you focused on if it was the artwork? He's like, now nah, I got to get like three more tattoos before I get out here. What was it <laughs> that you needed to do to make a name for yourself as Johnny Dynamite? The biggest thing is relationships and remaining humble. Um, huge, 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 making relationships and making relationships where it's not where you're trying to get something. You don't want to come across as an opportunist. Mm. I've had a lot of conversations with some um, guys that I know that are on a national level, some even on an international level. And one thing that they will say about me not in my presence and without me knowing is that Johnny is a humble person and Johnny truly cares about the lifestyle of the DJ. Mm. So I think the biggest thing that you can do is remain a humble person and develop relationships, not based off of what you can get or what, you know, this type of connection brings, but more or less off of being a true, a true person, Mm. a true person, you know, being personable and not, you know, because one thing I know about, you know, this industry period is that a lot of things can go to your head very fast. Right. You know, um, the first time I did one music fest, um, and to be standing in front of 10,000 people, um, something like that. If you don't have the right mentality towards it, it can go to your head Mm. and you will find yourself not in front of that type of a crowd ever again. So it's about developing relationships, remaining humble and, and knowing how to, develop those relationships not in an opportunist opportunist fashion mm-hmm. but in a fashion to truly get to know people learn from everyone and take what you can in order to build yourself up to be a better person i like that i like that and let's be clear i want to make sure some some people are, are listening to this truvisation right now they're at their desk they went to itunes right. and they searched for love ultra radio dj johnny dynamite and they're like come on the man say he's in front of like ten thousand people no let's be clear that there was a little right. over ten thousand, um, and Donnie Dynamite has done it more than once, especially for yes. one music fest. So I just want to put yes. that in there. Yeah, yeah that, that is on the resume. Just want to make sure you you highlight right. that, probably <laughs> underline and circle that. Amongst other things, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, things, you know, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, you can shout out Bonnaroo and all those things. I mean, that's cool. Um, for those right. who who don't know that, it does take time to get to that level. And like you said, with Without relationships. Question. There's a different relationship we would like to discuss right now. There's a relationship between you and the audience. And we're talking about that 10,000 capacity audience of a festival and 10 people that might be in a different venue. Do you have an opinion on taking requests from party goers to play certain songs at a festival, at a club, at a bar, at a hookah lounge? Is there a, is there a, a rule that you go by when it comes to taking requests? You know what? That's a that's a great question. And I'm going to put it like this. I am someone that is not going to disregard you coming and asking me for a request, but I'm not going to break my format because this is the thing. I truly believe a DJ is a person that is sort of like a captain or a conductor. He is going to basically take you on a trip. And 
the meaning of what he does is to open your mind to different things. If I'm in a strictly hip hop set and I have somebody that comes up and says, Hey, can you play uh, Britney Spears? You know, mm-hmm. I'll look at them and say, okay, you know, but in the back of my mind, I know that Britney Spears is probably not going to play, or if it does play, it's going to play way later in my set. Mm-hmm. And, so I guess in essence, I can say I'm a DJ that will listen to requests, but I'm not going to break my format. If you can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, no doubt. No doubt. That answer is an answer. Your answer is as is, is true to yourself and your being as possible. Do you right. think the request is a suggestion or more of yes. a you know commentary like you really should play this song? Well, I look at it like a suggestion. I don't really take it too hard, like, like you know, this is what you need to play. And another thing I do with requests, too, is I kind of, like, catalog it in my mind because, you know, I'm a person like everybody else, and I have a certain type of music I listen to. And, you know, sometimes I may not know about a certain artist, especially now with the whole SoundCloud generation and with mm-hmm. the whole you know, uploading generation. I may not have heard of this artist. For instance, Blueface out of California. I had not really truly heard of him and I got a request for it. So I mentally cataloged it when I had got, you know, some time um, in my studio. I went through some of his music to see Mm -hmm. what could probably enhance my set somewhat. And I'll, I'll do that. But, you know, if you come up to me and just out of the blue ask me for something, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be very cordial. I'm going to be nice, but mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to play it. Just be honest with you. It is what it is. DJ Johnny Dynamite right, right. Is, is on the phone line right now, and, and, and like I said, that's coming from the standpoint of um, the patrons who pay the money, right. um, who, who, who in their mindset pay for the services of the venue, the club, the festival, or, or what have you. Um, to um, suggest and some dictate um, very straightforward what they want. And like you said, we, we take your consultation and your suggestions and um, we'll, we'll catalog it. I love that word. We're going to catalog it. But now DJ Johnny dynamite, there are artists, there are musicians, there's producers and, you know, some straight up artists, vocalists, rappers. And um, Mm -hmm. they definitely approach you among others uh, with their new music. However, they try to do hand to hand. And that's about building right. a, a good relationship. However, the word right. servicing a record, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the service industry. Is it important for yes. DJs to to kind of get the music through the through the service structure? Or is it like, nah, I'd rather just wing it and, like you said, do my own research somewhere else? Well, you know, that's a great question, too, because I, I feel like it's good from both aspects because, you know, myself personally, I am... Um, I do an open mic event weekly here in the city and you know I have a ton of new music from up and coming artists um and some of those artists since I've been doing it for a very long time I've seen them um you know just just blow up like immediately like you know or within a couple of months I've seen that occur so and their music wasn't on a service, so to speak, or a record pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now it is. So, you know, everything is just, it's, it's, it's totally, it's totally subjective. I believe, you know, it's, you come to me, if you're an artist or a vocalist, 
and you want me to quote unquote break your record. Um, you know, I look at a couple of things. I look at how you come to me. I look at your professionalism. I mean, you know, just to be honest with you, you hand me a CD with Magic Marker on it, you know, but, you know, then I have another person that, you know, sends me an MP3 and it's professionally printed out. I mean, even if it's a Gmail, like it's professionalism to it. If you don't really um, invest in yourself, and I understand, you know, everybody doesn't have the budget, but if you don't professionally invest in yourself, why should I invest my time into what you're doing? You know, um, is there some people I give a chance to without question, without question? I have a list of artists that I could tell you right now. We'll probably be on the show for 30 minutes going through, uh, you know, guys or women or, you know, young people that have come to me and said, listen, this is my track. This is what I'm doing. And, you know, it probably wasn't professionally put together, but it was being personable. And back to what I was saying about making relationships, it's all about that. You know, if you just drop me off a track and throw me a couple dollars, you know, that's not, that's not developing a relationship to mm. me. That's like you're, I'm not an iPod, mm. you know. There you go. You can't charge up the DJ this way. And, and especially in 2019, we're having this conversation with Johnny Dynamite. We need to know now, you know what I'm saying? I got to get to the brass text. I got to change my vernacular real quick. Be like, yo, Johnny, son. Yo, Johnny, do you prefer, you prefer the vinyls, son? Or are you with them controllers? Like, like seriously, where are you hey, at man, with I, I got yeah, I got to keep it 100 with you, man. I mean, I don't have nothing against the controller. I did at one point in time own a controller. Um, wow. But, you know, I, I got rid of it. I got rid of it because I felt, myself personally, I felt it made me lazy. I can't speak to everybody else, but it made me lazy. Mm. Um, so I went back to the vinyl. I am an avid vinyl collector. I still buy vinyl records to this day. As a matter of fact, I do an event called Vinyl and Vibes in East Atlanta Village at um, my residency, I Lounge Atlanta, where I invite DJs to come out and play vinyl records. But on the same note, I have DJs that have controllers come in and do intermissions in between because I want to bridge the gap between the two. So, um, but going back to your question, yes, I am 100% vinyl. Mm. Um, crazy vinyl collection, and I don't think it'll ever stop. And it can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> I like it. I like right. it. For Vinyl and Vibes, like you said, we, we're going to touch on the concept of the event and actually what sure. makes it different from any other event. I mean, you, let's let's put on the, the promoter shirt real quick. You know what I'm saying? A little button up. I okay. know sometimes you got to do that. So um, right. what makes the event that's called Vinyl and Vibes, what's the actual difference of the vibes? The, the, event, the, 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 the difference is this. Vinyl and Vibes is based around um, DJs coming out and playing vinyl sets. That is an idea that is not new. That is something that has been done a few times. But what makes our event different is the fact that we bridge the gap. I made a point to, because I've been in this game for several years, so mm -hmm. I've come across several younger DJs like um, that are getting started and you know turntables are not readily available like they used to be when me and you started um, so a lot of them will you know get a couple thousand dollars go get a macbook or get you know a little computer laptop go get a controller and you know they're downloading music off of youtube which they should not do or they're joining Please. the service etc and what ends up happening is a lot of um Older DJs, I'll just put it that way, more mature DJs, mm -hmm. look down upon that. And the younger generation, they become somewhat, um, you know, flippant towards us because it's like we're not helping them. My uncle helped me. 
when Word. he was bringing me in to hear James Brown sample on P.E.'s record. Right. So I want to bridge that gap. So what I'll do is I'll bring someone like a DJ Dave Soul or a Precise or a Roster Root or a JC, mm-hmm. have them spin on this stage or a Kemet. But then on, in between, I'm going to have a DJ Coco, a DJ Stargaze, a DJ Lyris, a DJ Ash Vibes. They're going to spin in between. So they're in the same room. They get to hear each other. You know, DJ Blue, they get to hear each other. And so no longer can we be like, oh, they're not doing nothing because they're doing some incredible things with those controllers yes, that we're doing with the vinyl records. Mm-hmm. And they're showing, and we're showing appreciation to them and they're showing appreciation to us. So what happens is the vibe is it's so awesome because you got. 21 to 28 years old, 28 year olds in the room, and you got 35 to 45s in the room, and we all enjoying each other's company because we all love music, and that's what the difference is with my event. That's yeah. what the difference is. There you go. Salute, salute <clears throat> so, to the to the partners. Um, as you said, it's not one man alone. It's not one woman alone. So I'm um, salute to right. everybody who is assisting on vinyl and vibes because it it is actually, um sensory so the, i've seen some videos and some wide screens and th- there's a lot going right. on um there's some interviews oh, yeah. upstairs like this it's a it's, it's a whole event oh yeah oh yeah it's it's, it's with my, my my crew that i've been with for a while so finance collective um my man um reality shamante thomas and my man jamaica sims he's our videographer um and what we want to do is make it larger than life. So we had a video screens behind the DJ, sort of like if you're on a Bonnaroo stage. Actually, I did Bonnaroo with West Side Gun, and I got the idea from that. Mm. Um, we had a video screens behind you that's playing, like, graphics of you. Um, we got you, your face all over the screens inside the room. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's totally centered on the DJ. We got spotlights on the DJ. Word. Once every DJ plays, we do a little three- to four-minute interview upstairs. Um, Shout-out to Island Atlanta for doing this capsule tools. Big shout-out to Smoking Shells for supplying the head shells. Beat Lab for supplying the turntables. I mean, all of that is a part of it to bring the community together. Um, and that's what we try to do. It's a free event. It's monthly um and we've had some amazing names we have one coming up may 19th as a matter of fact and um i don't want to reveal the dj lineup now but it's going to be epic don't say nothing nothing. (laughs) salute to those who are listening to love ultra radio um discussing vinyl and vibes obviously with the dj promoter extraordinaire but definitely not a dancer dj johnny dynamite Um, let's talk one more time. We're not going to have him here for too much longer. This is only the first true versation. We always got to bring him back. We got to find out, you know what I'm saying, if he eating plant-based. We got to see what he's doing on the weekends. We got to say what's up to the kids and the wifey. Um, but this DJ lifestyle, as we discussed earlier, is not always what it's cracked up to be. It's um, personal rewards sure. sometimes. And um, then there's some grand rewards and some things that you must put on your resume. Is there anything that right now? Right now in the club life, the DJ club life that you've seen and that you've worked in, is there anything that you want to officially change in our industry? You know, the money, because the genres, or, you know, all the technology. What is it that definitely that has to change, in your opinion? I think what needs to change as far as the industry is, um, you know, the, the, the crowd is going to be the crowd. You know, I mean, that's going to be what it is. I mean, it's we're in a social media driven um, society. So everybody's on their phone. Everybody's, you know, 
Snapchatting, Instagramming live and all of this. So that's going to be that. The main thing that I feel needs to change is um, the whole idea that you need to play the top 15 or 20 songs on the radio in order to be considered a great DJ. Um, I have seen situations where, and me as a music lover, has seen situations where guys will refuse to play anything on the radio, but they are skillful, technically, and just total party rockers. But because of the simple fact that they stay away from the top 40, they're not considered a viable DJ. Okay. And I think that is unfortunate. Um, I, I really feel like that's unfortunate. I feel like, um, you know, that's driven completely and totally by the industry for the industry. And it's not allowing people to truly enjoy the music. It's no reason why you should cut on the radio and hear the same song six times in an hour. It's almost like a force feed. And I totally feel like that needs to change. Yes. Play the hot music, but branch it out more. You know, it's nothing wrong with a DJ coming on midday on one of the major radio stations and playing a tribute to Prince and just not on his death day or on his birthday. Why can't we hear that more often period? Um, if there was no Prince, there would be no weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was no Dougie Fresh, there wouldn't be some of these rappers that are out today. Um, so I feel like that is the disconnect that we need to, as an audience, as a DJ collective, stop because the corporate machine is making us feel as though certain things are what is cool and we kind of lose the sensibility to be cool ourselves if you understand what i'm saying yes sir yes sir right here love ultra radio we definitely would love to challenge you i'm gonna i'm gonna give you one more follow-up to that some people okay have to point a finger the djs do point a finger at um sometimes the radio and as you said the music collective industry same place where we get the music from sometimes yes we have to point the finger at them the radio is saying we're pointing to the fans they're the ones who call in and they request the same songs every hour and obviously the 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 industry is is fueled by advertising so the advertisers listen to what the fans want and they told you they want to hear it again um those same fans come to the club and they point fingers at the dj I didn't tell you I wanted to hear it again and again, and maybe I requested it again. So, again, let us um, put you in the hot seat. With the finger pointing, does the DJ in the club uh, absorb the same amount of responsibility? It's those DJs that really do cater to the audience, and I play what they want to play, the top 40. I will say that the DJ, and and I'm I'm, going to sit right on the hot seat, I will say the DJ, us as DJs, I believe that we foot, I'll say as much as 80% of it, because a lot of us are scared to step out of bounds because we're worried about, oh, we're probably not going to get any more gigs. And that's just being completely, totally honest. We're not going to get any more gigs. We're not going to get hired anymore. But if we collectively come together and say, you know what? 
I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to be different in my different way. Then, you know, we are the people that bring the music to the collective. When you listen to the radio, I'll never forget, I went to a symposium, and I'm going to be as short as I can with this. I went to a symposium a couple years ago for a major station here in Atlanta, and it was a major DJ, Frank Ski. He made a great point. He said, what do you people in this room that aspire to do radio, network radio, corporate radio, Mm -hmm. feel is the most important thing? Everybody was like, the music, you know, the contest. He said, it's one thing commercials the music is just there to keep you listening long enough to hear the next commercial that resonated with me for a long time and what it made me understand is that there's nothing we can truly do to change that that's all driven by corporate money and etc but there's no reason why Sean Diddy Combs needs to come to this city and say that he goes to the club and he doesn't see anybody dancing or that everybody's just posing in the club. The reason why is because they're still hearing the same stuff that they just heard on the radio on the way over to the club. So what's exciting about that? So that's, that falls 80% on us DJs to be, to explore more, to play more, um, of stuff that we like. I know several DJs right now that do this for the money and that's fine. That's fine. But if you go to MJQ on a face-off Friday, I promise you, you're going to hear some new stuff. You're going to hear some old stuff. But you're going to have a damn good time. And that's what we as DJs need to get back to. We need to get back to that because we control the culture. We control all of those things. And those things are what we need to continue to make correct and proper by our selections. Got to let everybody know his name is DJ Johnny Dynamite, DJ JD. Um, and uh, give us a little bit of the social media, like, because where do we literally find you? Somebody's going to have to book you right now, you know, for speaking engagement. <laughs> so how do we get in contact yeah, with man. DJ Johnny Dynamite? I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere, man. Instagram at it's ITS underscore Dynamite FM. Um, at dynamite underscore FM or vinyl and vibe. So that's V I N Y L the letter N V I B E S on Instagram, um, Facebook, DJ Johnny dynamite, um, YouTube vinyl and vibes. I'm everywhere, man. You put in DJ Johnny dynamite, Atlanta into Google. Something of mine is going to come up there and, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very cool person and, You know, we can definitely link up and make some things happen because at the end of the day, it's all about the music and the culture for me. That's what it is. That's what it is. This is a man that comes home, kisses the wife, kisses the kids. Then he goes right into the garage. So, you know, he's really about that. He's about that life. He's about that music life. Straight up. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Somebody over here in the corner, they showed me they just they just showed me a picture when you were basically the the image of the model DJ for One Music Fest. So um, make sure that somebody uh, over there at One Music Fest prints out the large poster that was printed that displayed Johnny Dynamite in front of over 10,000 people doing what he do on vinyl. I would, I would love to see that. I never got to see that. I would love to see that. Make it happen. Jay Carter, Ross Root, somebody. someone, whoever has a picture, please send that to me. That's what it is. That's what it is. Johnny Dynamite is on 
on the telephone now. We're going to have him in the studio for Truversation number two right here at Love Ultra Radio. Um, we really want to know, besides the vinyl and vibes, we understand that, that it's uh, either monthly and quarterly that you're going to try to sure. keep that going. Well, what else is there for right. Johnny Dynamite? Well, what else is there? Like I said before, I'm doing an open mic. Um, I, I DJ up open mic. Um, it's through a promoter um, named Julia Doe from my hometown of Chicago. Um, he's at Hit My Line Productions. Um, we do an event every Wednesday at I Lounge. Um, it's basically an artist night where you can come out um, and perform. Um, I do a thing with Making It Mag, um, and that's my buddy Kelby, which is a, a magazine for independent artists. I do that. And pretty much every Saturday, I'm at I Lounge Atlanta as well, 1287 Glenwood Avenue, Southeast in East Atlanta Village. And that's a pretty much a dance party. And we just go all the way in with that. Um, I work a lot with Lyrical Jones um, and the whole um, thing that she's doing. Um, I will be doing like a little celebrity basketball game coming up. And, you know, I still do weddings and, you know, I'm not going to say bar mitzvahs, but weddings and birthday parties and, you know, all of those type of events, definitely interested in doing some more stuff with corporate yeah. and all of that. So, I mean, you can see me in the city. I think the best thing to do is follow me on social media. I'm very open about where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And just come out and check it out, man. Mm-hmm. And if you're an aspiring DJ, come out and check it out, too. Like, you know, that's I'm, I'm very open to aspiring DJs, you know, answering questions, you know, giving tips here and there. And, you know, if, you, if you're a humble person and, you know, you really want to learn the craft, definitely hit me up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Johnny Dynamite, before we let anybody move forward, we always want to know, there's certain things you like. i never seen you wear Converse, but i seen you chow down on some barbecue. And we all see the tattoos, which is probably right. what I claim to be one of the things that people know you for. That's things you like. But what is it that right. you love ultra? Johnny Dynamite, what is it that you love ultra? Something that I love ultra Outside of my wife, I would have to say vinyl records. I am a, I have an intense love affair with vinyl records to the point where my wife is probably listening and she's probably going to be upset. I have pretty much spent all of my money on vinyl records at times and not said anything to her because Mm. I knew that I had a gig coming up in two days and I could replace some of that money. That's just not you alone, man. It's not you alone. We're going to be out there in the cold, too, right there. Johnny Dynamite loves vinyl records. Very, very, very specific, and I I like to hear that. Um, Before it gets too late, obviously, we want to make sure you get back up in the house, make sure you're chilling with the family. Thanks for taking the time, Johnny Dynamite. Man, without question, man. Anytime, you know, big up to Love Ultra Radio. Big up to you, Job Prince, man. You know, we... We we have a relationship outside of this, man, and I really appreciate all of the guidance that you have given me over the years. And, you know, you're a good brother, man. So we say salute, 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 salute. That's Johnny Dynamite there. Love Ultra Radio. Yeah.